we are here on this uh, Harvest Thanksgiving uh, service, and we have so much to be uh, thankful for, and especially uh, for the uh, sacrifice of, of Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving, uh, so much uh, for uh, Jesus Christ and the sacrifices he made. We look to the uh, Old Testament and we uh, have those Psalms of Thanksgiving, that whole whole book uh, with that, that uh, uh, songs of praise uh, to, to God. And then we move into the, into the New Testament and we see there also uh, the praise of his people. Whereas maybe in the, uh, in the Old Testament we have that collection of uh, uh, psalms of, 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 of praise to God. Uh, throughout the, the New Testament it's, it's more uh, uh, scattered around. And especially when we come to the Apostle Paul. And we see so much as, we, as you read uh, in his letters how all of a sudden, especially after he has been uh, reminding uh, the people of God uh, about Christ Jesus and the, and, and, and the gift of the, the Father and uh, the blessing of the Holy Spirit, how he then just all of a sudden just breaks into this, what we call that, that doxology, that, that song of, of praise where he gives uh, thanks to God as he, as, he, as he worships the Lord God Almighty. And so we come this evening to this uh, Thanksgiving, uh, Harvest Thanksgiving, where we want to remember uh, uh, the, uh, what, what, what God has done uh, for us. And, uh, and tonight, really, just to rem be reminded of what we are so, so thankful for more than anything else more than the bread that is on our table, more than uh, uh, the, uh, the, even the air that we breathe, but uh, the gift of, of Jesus Christ uh, to this world. And we, we read in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, and there we, uh, uh, we see how, uh, as, as Paul goes through uh, this list, of reasons why we are to be thankful and to have our hearts just full of, of thanksgiving. Giving, uh, uh, giving. Uh, the, the fact that uh, we have been, been chosen. Verse 4 there, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame uh, before him in love. He chose us that he would make us holy before him, that we would be uh, uh, blameless, without blame, uh, before him. And uh, he predestinated us to be uh, adopted as children by uh, Jesus Christ to, to himself, and, and all of this to his good pleasure and his will. And all of this to the praise of the glory of his grace. That we are accepted, lavishing upon us uh, grace upon grace upon grace, giving us this glorious inheritance 
being sealed with the, the Holy Ghost, which is the pledge of that inheritance. And we, we see there just how Paul opens up this, 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 this list of, of all the things that, that God has done uh, for his people. And before then, he says, remember, it's verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And here he, he, he sets out uh, the, the praise of God, followed by the reason why that God is to be praised. All we have is in Christ. We are all in him. Everything we have is because of him. He is our all in all. The forgiveness, that uh, gift of salvation, the, the, the spiritual blessings that come. And this is to a certain extent where uh, uh, Paul, when we uh, see the doxologies, when we read the doxologies, the praise that he gives, the blessed blessings that he gives, when we read his prayers, we suddenly find a, a disconnect between uh, the people of the world and the people of God. Because the people of the world... If they ever pray to God, they're praying for material things. They're praying for health and wealth, happiness. But when we see Paul and what he gives thanks for and what he prays for and what he, in his doxologies, he talks about the spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to all that, that God has done. And so here we see straight away that as, as children of God, we should have this, this praise rising out of our, our beings, our very souls, our very hearts and minds, not just for the material things, but more importantly than that, the spiritual blessings that, that we have through God our Father. It's very easy, though, for us, and what is good for us, as we, as we give thanks around the, uh, the table, uh, as we, we eat our meals, we give thanks. But more importantly, don't we, at the end, we, we thank God for sending Jesus and the precious blood of our Savior that was shed for the forgiveness of sins. And so if we move on in, uh, in Paul's uh, letters, if we turn to uh, Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter 1, and again, uh, we, we see that the, the praise of uh, 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 God and, and uh, praise of God from, from Paul. And he, he says it in verse 3 Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. 
to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. What is Paul giving thanks for? Paul is giving thanks for uh, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ from God the Father who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. All of this according to the will of God and our Father. And then Paul just breaks out into this uh, praise, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And here we are just in the first few verses of Galatians chapter 1. Before he's even really started the letter, he's already pouring forth his praise, his thanksgiving, for all that he has received the gift of Jesus Christ as his Lord and Saviour. And so as you, as you study Paul, as you read Paul's letters, you see this over and over again, this right response that Paul has, this correct way of, 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 of coming under uh, the, the power of God, of, of knowing, of understanding all that God has done for his people. And, and so we follow Paul's example and says, to whom be glory forever and ever. And so we come on this harvest uh, uh, thanksgiving and we thank God uh, for the gift of his son, the precious blood of Christ Jesus that was shed. As we read uh, 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 through Paul's letters, we, we, we see them just, just dotted around, just scattered around, just sometimes at the beginning, sometimes at the end, sometimes in the middle, sometimes uh, just, just placed there just as he just breaks forth into song, as he, as he declares the good news of, of Christ Jesus, the, that, that gift of salvation. It's all to do with the sal salvation of the people of God, just receiving that grace and that peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. That he is that, that the sacrifice for his people's sins is rescuing us, rescuing his people from that, from that present evil world, as he says in verse 4. And all this according to the will of God. And, and as Paul says, what can only be our response to that. And that is to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brought out of the evil of this world, delivered from it, not going to perish in this passing world, rescued from it, and we've been forgiven. Sins have been paid for. And therefore, as Paul says, before he even really just gets into, the, into his letter to the Galatians, he says, let's glorify God for this. Let's praise God for this forever and ever. Not just on this night, not just on this day, not just when you're reading this letter, but for all eternity. For all eternity. And that question comes, isn't it? Well, is, 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 the, is the praise of his people... Is it on our lips? Is it on our lips over and over again? Not just when uh, good things happen, not just when food's on our table or, or something nice happens to us or maybe we feel uh, even uh, God's blessing upon us at some point. But is it for the good news of Christ Jesus? To him be the glory forever and ever for all that he has done for us in the gift of Jesus Christ. That's salvation. We can turn to the end of uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. Yeah, that's the 16th uh, chapter. 
Uh, and as we know, uh, uh, we have that great opus, uh, the Book of Romans. Uh, just this beautiful book where in it's ex expounded uh, just how uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has saved sinners, what he's doing, uh, and uh, all that theology in it. And that, 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 that doctrine, that teaching there about how uh, Christ came to save sinners such as us. And as uh, uh, he comes to that final uh, uh, chapter, and he, he comes, he says in verse 24, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Uh, amen. And then in uh, verse 25, it says, just this is the end, it's this final uh, uh he says, well, now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. He's in the book, a letter to the Romans. He's been through the gospel. He's talked about the, uh, the, the, the revelation uh, that has now been fulfilled uh, from, from the Old Testament uh, into Jesus Christ coming and fulfilling all of those prophecies of the Old Testament. Uh, what was before a bit of a, a mystery, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest, being revealed uh, to the people of God, to, to the nations, that they may be obedient in faith towards him. That full understanding of the gospel that now Paul has, as now he is able to, to look into the Old Testament scriptures and see how Christ has been re revealed in them, especially now uh, through, through the cross. Once kept secret, but now revealed, now shown, now manifest since Christ has come. All the prophets of old in, in the scriptures of the Old Testament, the meaning uh, that comes from them is he, is he reads now into them Christ Jesus. The gospel now made known to all the nations. And this leads to, as, as Paul says, for the obedience of faith. It's been established uh, now to us. And so therefore we, we can stand upon that firm foundation, being established by the gospel, by the very preaching of Christ Jesus. As we read the Old and the New Testaments, what is now uh, no longer a mystery, but has now been revealed in full. And we can now be confident and, uh, and come before the Lord our God with that thanksgiving and that praise, because now we have that assurance. No longer is there any, any doubt or uncertainty, but now we can come to the only God, the only wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Paul is 
uh, looking to the words of Jesus. In the Old Testament, and then also the, uh, his, his teachings, his miracles, and especially through uh, the, the cross of Christ Jesus, our Lord, uh, appearing. The word becoming flesh and dwelling uh, among us. Establishing his kingdom. No longer being that, that mystery. No longer kept in secret. And so now we have something to, to, to shout about. And we therefore give glory through Jesus Christ forever. As he says in verse 27. And all this to God. Amen. So be it. Verily, verily, truly, he, he's saying. And so therefore, as we, we look through, we could look through many uh, uh, of the doxologies and, and, uh, uh, and, and the letters. Say when he's writing to uh, uh, Timothy in First Timothy uh, chapter one, and we uh, we see there just the how Paul just every so often uh, just breaks forth with with, with praise and, and thanksgiving in his heart. Uh, verse fifteen, um, uh, just after he's sort of like saying that, uh, uh, yeah, he he knows that. Uh, he is a, a, a sinner. He knows that he's a, the, 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 uh, a chief sinner of whom I am chief. In First Timothy chapter one verse uh, fifteen, he realizes uh, the mercy uh, of God, and he talks about that, that grace in the preceding verse, that the grace of our Lord, exceeding was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. He knows. He has so much to be thankful for. He knows that he has been accepted. He knows that uh, his sins have been uh, forgiven. He knows that he's found mercy because Christ Jesus has come into his life. And what Paul is, 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 is seeing here is that, that, that eternal life that has been uh, uh, given to him. And therefore, what he can do, as he says, uh, uh, verse uh, uh, 16, How be it for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honour and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul here. Knowing his sin, knowing how he doesn't deserve the forgiveness of sins, calling himself the chief uh, of sinner, but knowing he's been accepted because of the king of glory, the eternal king, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, he just breaks out into this song of praise. Because he has a heart full of, of praise and thanksgiving. Because he knows uh, what he has received from God. And therefore his life is one of, of praise and thanksgiving. As he is reminded, as he recalls. And you'll be thinking back to 
uh, what he was doing as he was heading off to, to Damascus. And yet how God has come into his life in this powerful way and saved him from eternal death and now has been brought into a life everlasting through the king eternal. And all of a sudden, as you can see, as you read these, as we've been reading, there's a few more as well, how his, his heart is just full of praise and thanksgiving. It's just overflowing out of, his, out of his heart, out of his very being, out of his soul, out of his all. He cannot stop uh, praising God for all that God has done uh, for him, that he has saved him. Because he knows that um, he's, everything he has, he has received from uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you turn to uh, Philippians chapter 4, uh, we just see there where uh, uh, towards the end, he, he says in uh, if he's, sorry, Philippians chapter 4, verse 17, uh, 18, uh, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I, I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. The riches of Christ's glory being poured into the hearts of not just Paul, but uh, of, of the others uh, that he knows he's writing to, his fellow believers, his fellow Christians. That God will supply all your needs, all your needs, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And we know there that, that Paul isn't really just talking about uh, material needs, but the gifts of the, of the Spirit. Therefore, we, we give glory to him forever and ever. Paul isn't just talking about uh, the everyday uh, uh, physical, material uh, uh, gifts. He's thinking of, 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 about the greatest gift, which is Christ Jesus, which is uh, then we receive that eternal life through his blood that was shed on the cross. The, the, the forgiveness that he's received, the atonement, the, 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 the truth that's been given to him that has now uh, freed him from that, from that bondage of sin, the, the eternal life that he's received, the spiritual blessings and, and more. And yes, we say for, we, we, we're called, aren't we, to, to seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto thee. And so we seek first the kingdom of God. This is what Paul has in mind here when he says that, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Before we ever do is just say, Oh, please God, give me this material thing. Then that's not really there for then going to fuse us. With that uh, glory, because we'll just say, well, well, thank you. But to be receiving eternal life through Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. That, therefore, we, what we see there is, is Paul is just bursting forth with praise. Now unto God our Father be glory forever and ever. You can say that 
because he realizes he's been brought from death into life. And that's how he's responding over and over and, and over again. If we uh, turn to uh, back, back to Second uh, uh, Timothy, and uh, we, we, we read there uh, just at the, towards uh, the end, uh, he's talking about the uh, uh, sort of like the, the end, of, end of end of his life. Really, uh, he's writing to Timothy, and uh, what does he say in, in <coughs> verse uh, sixteen? This is this, this closing remarks to to Timothy. Second uh, Timothy chapter four verse verse sixteen says, "At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I, I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work." and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul here, towards the end of his life, as he's, um, he's looking back and he's seeing uh, how he still needs to keep on running the race that is set before him, that he still needs to, to have the strength of the Lord for his, his preaching and his teaching, as he needs to be delivered out of the mouth uh, of, of the lion. And he, he's not praying, he's not asking that he can just retire gently into, and, and just into uh, 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 at the end of his life. But he's praying that the Lord shall deliver him from every evil work and preserve him and especially unto his heavenly kingdom. But the Lord will rescue him from every evil deed and, and bring him safely home, and bring him safely home. And this, Paul, is, is, is we see here throughout his, his life, and even, even at the end, uh, we... Uh, uh, see there how uh, Paul wants to to keep on praising God because God has done so much for him, delivered him, um, stopped his feet from uh, uh, stumbling, and that he may be able to stand uh, uh, blameless. And so, therefore, he then is able to be that that testimony. And so, therefore. We sometimes think that Paul was just maybe writing these letters and nobody was around him. But what we've got to remember, remember is all that entourage that was around Paul, even uh, an, an, an emperor. And they would have seen Paul's life. They would have seen his, his, his end and they would have seen his death. And they would have seen how in all these things that Christ was his all in all, and in all of these things that he was giving glory to God, that he had thanksgiving upon his heart, that he was saying to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So the question is, well, is this uh, the same for us? Do we have 
that obedience where we are giving glory to God? Are we uh, giving him thanks and praise? Are we, are we looking to him that uh, he, he delivers us from every evil work, that he would preserve us uh, unto his earthly kingdom, that we may give glory to him and thanksgiving to him? At the end, can we say amen? To live a, uh, a, a life that is full of thanks, not just for a nice house or a car or the food on our table or maybe even health at times, but to, to thank God for, for so much more than that. So that Paul, we can be with Paul and our hearts are just overflowing with that praise to the glory of God. For all the things that Christ has done for us. And therefore we can say, I don't deserve this, but thanks be to God. To be able to therefore be that witness to those that are around about us, our our families, our friends, our work colleagues, that they would know that we give glory to God forever and ever because he has delivered us out of the, the mouth of the lion, that he has delivered us out of uh, everlasting uh, death into everlasting life. To burst forth with uh, uh, thanks and praise in all circumstances. Is that uh, our testimony? Is that our life? We would say to whom uh, be glory forever and ever. Amen. We have so much to be thankful for, don't we? Above all, we are so thankful for Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, we come to you. We thank thee for uh, sending your Son into this world, that all who believe in him may not perish but have everlasting life. And Lord God, that is something to uh, shout from the rooftops uh, our, our songs of praise about. And Lord God, we pray this night, as we do give you thanks for uh, all, all the things that you have given to us, the harvests that are gathered in, the food on our table, uh, the, the clothes that we wear, the houses that we live in, and yet let us know uh, the greatest gift uh, that we have uh, ever witnessed, which is uh, the cross of Christ, the good news of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension. And that one day we will uh, be called to be with him as he comes to take us home. Let us give thanks and praise and all of this to the glory of God. In whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. We close our harvest at thanksgiving uh, with psalm uh, 103 psalm 103 the uh, first five verses of psalm 103 
O thou, my soul, bless God the Lord, and all that in me is, be stirred up his holy name to magnify and bless. Bless, O my soul, the Lord thy God, and not forgetful be of all his gracious benefits he hath bestowed on thee. All thine iniquities who doth most graciously forgive, who thy diseases on all and pains doth heal and thee relieve, who doth redeem thy life that thou to death mayst not go down, who thee with loving kindness doth and tender mercies crown, who with abundance of good things doth satisfy my mouth, so that even as the eagle's age renewed is thy youth. Now, the first five verses of Psalm 103 to the Lord's praise, O thou my soul, bless God the Lord. O
stand for the benediction. <coughs> May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all.